after months of waiting, we finally have the 2023-24 Winnipeg Jets lineup and roster. We'll dive into how the lines are looking, what this team will be good at, and what the Jets are going to struggle with, all coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everydayers, thank you for joining us on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. I am your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Of course, again, like I said, thanks for making us your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of our favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But more than anything, we just love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode, of course, is going to be a fun one. We finally have Winnipeg's lineup. I I know that we were talking about doing some fan feedback. I think we'll save that for later this week because, obviously, the most important thing is, you know, who are the Jets going to be this year? Who is in the lineup? Who has made the team? And where does everyone slot in? So, Without really uh, waiting too much, let's dive into the forward group, right? Line one looks to be Connor, Shifley, and Velarde, then Niederreiter, Perfetti, and Ehlers, Ayafalo, Lowry, and Appleton, and then Baron, Kupari, and Nemesnikov. So the first line is not really super surprising. We saw Connor, Shifley, and Velarde uh, play together during preseason a couple of times. I guess my only question with this unit is who's going to be the lead puck carrier, right? Because you've got three guys who are offensively very gifted, but none of them, I would say, are transition experts. Uh, This is kind of where, like, Ehlers, I think, has really made his bread and butter over the years is creating offense, rush counters, and stuff off of, like, you know, transition points, right? getting the puck up the ice, facilitating offense. I think Connor can kind of do it sometimes. Shifley can kind of do it. And Velarde is sort of in the same boat. But I think in terms of, you know, these three as a unit, I just don't know who's going to be the lead number one transition person because Ehlers definitely did it. Now that he's going to be on a different line, I think you have to look at Velarde as being the one who should be the puck farrier. You know, I think we know Connor is more of a finisher. Shifley is is reasonably mobile and can certainly create some space and stuff for himself and can facilitate transition at times, but I think it's not really his strongest point. You know, he'll be the kind of guy who, sort of similar to Connor, is better as a finisher, but I think uh, Mark is also one of those guys who kind of facilitates play once it's inside the offensive zone. You know, elsewhere on the ice, I don't think he does... Um, or or he has as much of an impact. So, you know, I, I think Velarde is going to have to really adapt his game and be very aggressive in possession. Uh, the second line, Niederreiter, Perfetti, and Ehlers, I think should be a really fun trio. We've talked about this group before as a, a nice balance of transition ability in Ehlers, and then you've got Perfetti who can really expand the ice and use the offensive zone to its full extent, and then Niederreiter who's kind of like a bit of a 
I would say Wrecking Ball, right? A very aggressive four checker, a naturally good finisher down low, and somebody who I think complements and will play off Perfetti and Ehlers quite nicely. Ayafalo, Lowry, and Appleton will be a great trio as uh, you know, a depth line. I think that this group has the ability to forecheck aggressively, and Ayafalo kind of adds a finishing element that they sort of lacked in previous seasons. Uh, Lowry and Appleton, look, they they both have chipped in a number of goals over the past couple of years. But if you're really like really looking at who can be, um, I guess, the lead finisher on this line you're probably going to ask for Ayafalo to do a lot more of that. Uh, it used to be barren on this line, and we know that Morgan had trouble finishing opportunities last season. Speaking of barren, now you've got Baron Kupari and Nemesnikov as your third or fourth line. It doesn't really matter what the dis- distinction is, but I'm sure Bones will have a, a preference and a clear cutoff in time. This trio should be a great, great energy line, but also one that brings a good amount of skill some legit finishing talent, and also pretty good skating. I think that this will be a very mobile unit. I think that Bones is going to give them a lot of matchup minutes to essentially wear down opponents, and I think this trio should be really fun to watch. The 13th forward is going to be Gustafson. Uh, And of course, Dave, I would prefer if he was playing, and I think he might actually be better than um, one of the starters that's currently in a, a roster spot right now, but you know he is playing, so I'm not really going to complain about that, um, or, or I guess not really playing, but he's on the roster, so that's the main thing, right? Parker Ford got sent down, Gustafson remained, so you can kind of get a sense of who has won the 13th forward spot. Good for Dave. Hopefully he actually gets some game time this year because I'm telling you, he really is a good player and he's got something to give the Jets that I think some of the other players don't quite have as much of. Now on defense, we've got Morrissey and DeMello as your first pairing. No real surprise. This has been a top pairing for the Jets for the, the past season or so. And I mean, you know, you, you sort of know what you're getting, right? Morrissey's going to be the lead attacking guy. DeMello is supposed to be a player who can occasionally contribute offense, but is mostly the more details-oriented defender. And I think that's where um, Winnipeg likes to have one of each uh, for each defensive pairing. And maybe it's it's not the most effective at times because, honestly, you know, Winnipeg, and how they look at defensive specialists is not really how those uh, pairings work in real time. But it is what it is. Morsi DeMello should be, you know, a fine enough first pairing. Second pairing is Sandberg-Pionk, and I think this is going to be a really tough one for Sandberg because we know that Neil defensively has struggled over the past couple of years. Uh, ever since the bubble season, Pionk's kind of slid back to his New York Rangers days. So, you know, hopefully Sandberg is prepared for that, is is ready to really be the details-oriented guy, because I'm sure Pionk is going to be the one who's taking risks and being the more attacking-oriented presence. Sandberg can definitely contribute offensively, but it's not his best trait. He really is an out-and-out two-way defender, and I think that's where he's going to make his, his bread and butter. Dylan Schmidt rounds out the third pairing, which uh, these guys, you know, they're decent together, I, I would hope. Um, I don't know that this is going to be the best third pairing. I think Schmidt has sort of struggled to live up to that offensive dynamo that we've seen in previous years. And Dylan, you know, he's solid defensively. Um, I guess splitting him apart from Pionk is going to be good either way, just because Dylan Pionk as a pairing was very bad. But, you know, it, it is what it is. 
Uh, and then, of course, the seventh and eighth defenders are Stanley and Chisholm, which I think we sort of expected to a degree. Uh, Capobianco got waived and sent down, so good for Chisholm for staying on the roster. I think he's got a bright future for the Jets, and hopefully he gets some game time at some point this season. Now, looking at these teams, I do want to spend some time talking about what I think um, the Jets are going to be good at this year and where I think they're going to struggle like overall, right? Philosophically speaking, we'll dive into the strengths and weaknesses of this team in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing when you're hiring for your business? If you're building a roster to win the championship, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job listings that might not even get you the best candidates. If you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows that over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job descriptions the moment they sponsor a job. It's especially helpful when you've got Instant Match, which uh, allows you to invite specific candidates who are three times more likely to apply to your job listing than just using the typical job search. Indeed also wants to uh, really help you save time and money. They know that finding quality candidates can be really challenging. And as somebody who actually used Indeed as an employee looking for a job, I can attest to how convenient it is. It's very detailed and it gives you tons of flexibility with your listing. So Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every single dollar count. And that's why with Indeed, they only pay, you only are going to pay for quality candidates who match your must-have job qualifications. If you're ready to get started, visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring now. That's Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing is not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you for rejoining us in tonight's episode as we talk about the 2023-24 Winnipeg Jets roster and uh, kind of go through, I would say, strengths and weaknesses of the team. So let's talk about Winnipeg's strengths this year. I think the Jets are going to have a couple of really good advantages over previous seasons. The first one that I think the Jets are going to have over some of their opponents is for legitimately good lines to roll. This forward group, I would say, is probably one of the deepest that the Jets have had in several years. This is a uh, a lineup of, t- of, of scorers um, that are also pretty decent at forechecking, especially once you get into the depth lines. I know that, you know, previous uh, depth six or bottom six units were definitely ground and pound and certainly very physical, very effective on the forecheck all that kind of fun stuff with bones. But this group now adds elements of skill that I think the the previous depth units lacked. The addition of Kupari and Ayafalo, um, Baron on the fourth line, Nemesnikov now sliding down here. This is a legitimately really good set of third and fourth lines. Honestly, they're so good that they might as well just be third lines uh, in consideration and maybe even in deployment this year. Although we'll see how bones runs it. In the past, Bones has been very, I would say, specific in how he views lines, but I think these two could honestly be used interchangeably. And then in your top six, you have 
no real dead weight, right? This is a group of talented scorers and creative players that should quite honestly gel pretty good as a top six unit. I think that this forward depth is really solid. I think it's better than what the Jets have had for many, many years. I guess the only concern is, is, is if anyone gets injured, you do kind of have maybe a bit of a drop off, especially if it's like a top player that gets injured. But Gustafson as your 13th forward adds considerable skill uh, as long as you um, kind of promote the, the the right players in lieu of somebody getting injured. And then Gustafson can probably slide into your bottom six. I would say that in terms of high end skill that they can call up, maybe not as much of that available, but you know what, for a fully healthy top nine this is a really good team so i think forward wise the jets have quite a bit of firepower and i think that could potentially really help with the winnipeg jets power play because special teams over the past few years it's not been great um the the pk has improved a lot which is good that part we like the power play has kind of been a bit of a sore spot and I think we saw that at times during preseason. But my hope is with the extra added firepower that the Jets now have and the fact that I did see them attempting more movement, especially off the puck, I'm hoping that this this whole forward grouping, um, in addition to the blue line support, is going to be much better on the power play. It, it, like It honestly can't be much worse than it was last year. Last year's power play was one of the worst in the league. So for for me, that this can only be better, right? I'm hoping. That's my hope. I'm not going to sit there and say that the, the PP is going to be, uh, you know, a great finishing group. But you know what? Hopefully, with the added talent of guys like Velarde and, um, you know, more Ehlers this year, the, you know, hopefully a health, healthy Perfetti, all that stuff. I'm hoping that this should be a much better power play. Let's just cross fingers and, and kind of keep that one on the docket for now and hope that, uh, the special teams really do improve. I suppose the last thing that I'll say that the Jets are going to be really good at is, in my mind, having a really nice balance of, of finishing talent and creativity. I think that in previous years, the Jets usually had one or the other. And last year, I would say they had kind of neither in some ways. Uh, the Jets could definitely forecheck and get into dangerous areas, but they did not have the finishing talent to actually make the most of those opportunities. This year, the Jets kind of have everything, if you look at it. I think that they've got legitimate forechecking ability, especially in the corners. Guys like Nemesnikov, Baron, uh, Kupari, Lowry, Ayafalo, Velarde, to an extent Shifley, Niederreiter, all of these guys are pretty good four checkers, right? Shifley, perhaps less so, but Velarde, you know, is a big kid. Niederreiter crashes those corners. Kupari is very strong and certainly not afraid to mix it up and grind along the walls. All of these guys can create space down low, and I think that is going to be good for the Jets. Where I think Winnipeg now has the added advantage is that pretty much every line has at least one decent finisher. I follow, I think, is a really nice addition for Lowry Appleton. Uh, Baron seems like he's maybe starting to put two and two, two together for finishing. But if not, Nemesnikov should definitely be able to make up the difference. I think Vladislav uh, has been very decent, perhaps even more than I expected. And then for the top six, of course, you don't even have, you don't even have to worry about that. Connor Shifley and Velarde are all great finishers. And Niederreiter, Perfetti, and Ehlers should hopefully combine for quite a few goals. So... Pretty much every line has at least one to two finishers. I think that this is 
one of the deepest scoring squads that we've seen from the Jets, you know, not just in terms of like pure forward depth, but in terms of actual shooting ability. So I'm excited for this group. I think it should be a pretty good year for the Jets in general. But like I said, there are going to be some things that I think they're going to struggle with. And we'll talk about what those perhaps drawbacks are going to look like in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. Snap into, uh, into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Those of you who have followed the NFL season know that it started off pretty, you know, shockingly. I'd say as a Ravens fan, I've just gotten some of the worst shock over this past weekend. If you saw the Steelers game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But you know what, for just casting, say, a $5 bet on either team to win or any of the other great categories that BetOnline has, you get $200 in bonus bets to try your luck again. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than now. The app is super easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props, over-unders, and so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season in style. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everydayers, thank you for joining us for these closing thoughts as we talk about, you know, the Jets roster, the upcoming lineups, and uh, stuff that the team is going to be good at and stuff that the team might struggle with. We talked about what the Jets are going to be good at. Let's talk about what they might not be so good at. Uh, one of the things that I talked about as a potential strength is also a potential weakness, and that is, of course, the power play. I know that I said, the, the new talent influx should, in theory, help the Jets to score, but I don't know that that's a guarantee, and that's something that I think has been um, occasionally a noticeable thing in preseason, where despite creating some good opportunities and occasionally getting some decent looks, we still saw moments where the power play just struggled to gain zone possession. You know, they couldn't make zone entries. They got stopped at the blue line. And some of that stuff has been a recurring theme over the past few years. So if they can't sort out zone entries and gaining possession and creating time and space inside the offensive zone, the power play is still going to be a problem this year. I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping the influx of talent is actually going to be enough to get this team over the hurdle. But you know what? It is what it is. Uh, I, I think Winnipeg is kind of at the point where, you know, at least at even strength, they're going to be pretty good. This should be a squad that I think can play well at 5v5. But in terms of the power play, that's kind of a bit of a question mark, and that could go either way. The second thing that I think might be a problem for Winnipeg is going to start with the back end. You know, the blue line this year, I think, doesn't really have elite puck moving ability. And that's been the case for the past couple of years. While I think getting rid of, you know, like Dylan and Sh uh, and Dylan and Pionk as a pairing is a good thing. I don't know that having Sandberg and Pionk and Dylan and Schmidt is that much of an upgrade, right? This is where I think the Heinola injury really is, you know, inconvenient for the Jets, uh, not just on a personal level for Heinola, but also just for Winnipeg's roster management and tactical arrangement, because Heinola is so explosive on the puck. He's very good at facilitating transition. He can get the puck up the ice nicely. He can create offense when he's inside the zone. So his absence is going to be really noticeable because 
not many other players on this team have the skill set that he does. The closest guys that really come close are, you know, of course, Morrissey, who had an all-star caliber year last year, and then maybe Pionk. But even Neil Pionk has really struggled offensively over the past few years. You look at his scoring record, and for a guy who has to really make a lot of his value off of his scoring ability, he actually hasn't notched uh, all that much in the way of, of box scoring. So that's something that we'll want to see more of from him because, you know, defensively, he's probably going to give at least some of it back. But in terms of, of, of weaknesses of this team, I think the big and, and final one that is going to stand out is the lack of depth if somebody gets hurt, right? This is a team that, quite frankly, at full health looks great. But as soon as you have a significant injury, like I said, you know, Gustafson could potentially step up. But then after that, right, who else could really come in from the system and actually fill in for somebody? And the answer is no one. The Jets do not have that kind of luxury. This is not a team that I think is going to be, you know, super deep this season in terms of next man up kind of situations. If the Jets lose Connor or Shifley or Ehlers or Perfetti for any stretch of time, I think that's going to put a lot of stress on Winnipeg's roster. Uh, the depth in the system could potentially step up and fill in, but you're not really going to find anyone who's going to be capable of doing a really strong job in the middle six. I think Harkins might've been a guy who could do that, but we know that he is a inconsistent and B he's also a penguin now. So then you have guys like, well, what about Brad Lambert and Lambert has shown flashes, but he's still probably a little bit of a ways off. Chaz Lucius also a bit of a ways off. He, you know, is finally just starting to get healthy again. So, I am not banking on him this season having a real impact at the NHL level, which means that the Jets suddenly find themselves with more kind of depth options like fourth line players. There's Christian Reichel, who didn't really do much during preseason, but has at least had a couple of NHL cups of coffee. Uh, Dominic Toninato played a role for the Jets over the past couple of years, but we know that his role is more of an effective four checker and maybe not so much of anything else. So, yeah, you know, one injury could really put the Jets in a tough spot. I, I know that guys do get hurt all the time, and it's going to happen this year. But I think Winnipeg is especially wary because as much as I love Gustafson, if anyone in the top six goes down for an extended uh, period of time, Gus is not the kind of guy who's going to be able to step in and help elevate somebody else into that prominent scoring role. I think whoever gets elevated in the lineup will do a decent job, but it's probably not going to be enough to fill the gap left by any of the top scorers for this team. So, yeah, roster depth, a bit of a concern. Defensive depth, a bit of a concern. Goaltending depth, at least that's very much covered. I think the, the duo of Hellebuck and Bressois should be just fine. But elsewhere on the team, maybe a little bit of a question mark, right? Stanley and Chisholm, while Chisholm certainly brings some puck-moving ability, is still raw and impetuous, and we know that Stanley is Stanley, right? He's defensively a little bit vulnerable. He's maybe not the best at moving the puck. And so if anyone on the defense gets hurt, it's going to be a tough one, right? But let's just hope that the, the season is relatively healthy. Let's hope that Winnipeg doesn't have any major absences for long stretches this year. A couple of games may be sure, but you know what? Let's hope that the broad sample is a big full year from Winnipeg's big guns because this team I'm telling you, if they make some very small tweaks to the roster, they've got the chance to really cook this year. This is a 
a strong, fast, and deep team compared to what it was in previous seasons, and I'm hoping that they can make the most of it and potentially compete for the top of the Central Division. But let me know your thoughts on this team. What do you think this lineup is going to be good at? What do you think they'll struggle with? Drop that in the comments below or at my social medias, at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore on Twitter. But for tonight's show, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to tune in this week as the NHL season kicks off and we finally have real meaningful Jets hockey. But like I said for tonight's show, that's all the time that we have. Have a great night and as always, go Jets go.